0: Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of Scatterbrained, which has become a a fantastic platform. That's the word they use, are not they? They like using that word. I could also say portal. Sounds a bit wrong, though. Portal has other connotations, like I'm on a ship. Hmm. It has become a platform for me to entertain all the potential discussions that i will have with my very new very young little daughter that's right the series within a series i call daughter talks Not that she doesn't talk she doesn't talk yet she's only seven weeks old i'm talking to her i'm talking to a future version of her and she asks essential questions of her dad so this podcast is for all those fathers and mothers out there who have daughters, and will be expected to answer all kinds of questions. Of course, you know sons answer ask questions as well, and it's just as relevant. But I'm, it's called Daughter Talks because I have a daughter. I have a daughter, Eva Daisy Jacobs. Oh, what a beautiful name! Eva A O I F E. Look, it's Irish every podcast i generally make an effort to spell her name for those people who are interested it's a it's actually a name that belongs to a fabled irish queen who had gifted with the magical ability to turn people into swans no you don't believe me google it mate google it So, of course, she's going to get to the age at once soon. Seven weeks. Seven weeks old. All right, it's going to be a little while. She's going to get to the age where she starts asking the questions and you've got to be like, I don't know what I'm going to say. So, I'm getting myself ready now. I'm preparing my responses. You can... Hey, feel free to use my wisdoms for your own purposes some of you probably have young people who are asking questions now and they will and they will ask questions like um dad how do you cook a really good pasta uh dad how do you make a chocolate brownie that has the right balance between the gooey bit and the crunchy bit dad how do you avoid buying things on late night infomercials. That's a hard question. That that one's not as easy as it first appears. Dad, how do you avoid being manipulated by psychopaths? There's no end to the type of question that you are going to be asked and ex- expected to respond to. Now, the first thing you need to know as a parent hey and don't feel like you're being told you're not I'm just simply sharing perspectives and let's not forget now I am now a dad I'm a dad I qualify I qualify uh, she's only seven weeks old granted there's a lot that I don't know yet but I'm throwing my hat in anyway. Ah, I'm throwing it in. Have a go, Adam. Have a go, mate. I will. Thank you very much. That's that's what I'm... Yes. I will have a go. Thank you. Oh, look, I'm skinning around here. I'm running out of road. I'm in the car, by the way, folks. I'm doing this podcast in the car. I figure it's a good place to do it. it. Keeps my mind active. I've got to keep an eye on the traffic and also get some clarity around my thoughts and my words and what I wanna say. And what do I wanna say today? Look, my message is this. My little girl, she's gonna come to me, she's gonna say, Adam. She might say, she's not gonna say that, she's gonna say, Dad. She's gonna say, Dad. She might say, Father, Father, how do I make decisions? Oh, that's, wow. The first thing I'll tell her is that, look, I am not the example you should follow, except for the creation of you, sweetheart. Oh, that was the best decision I've ever made in my whole entire life. But decisions are in relative to context are not easy. They're not easy things to do. And I suggest that you begin with the first principle. Who are the stakeholders? What is at risk? And who are the stakeholders? Essentially, you are one of them. If you want to know what a stakeholder is, consider your own position first. You are the key stakeholder in any decision that you make. Hmm. You may be forced to make decisions on other people's behalf, but it still directly will have very real consequences for you. And it's not always easy to see that. One principle to hold in mind, and I have spoken about this before, is that anything that happens to you, good or bad, typically, and not in every circumstance, but typically is a consequence of something that you have done. You have made a decision at some point that has enabled this Consequence, whatever it might be. Hopefully they're good things. And you can say, oh, well, I only had a small part to play in it, whether it might have been I went to the news agency and I bought the lotto ticket. It's really, in terms of what has to happen in order for you to win the lotto, the fact that you went and you bought the ticket is instrumental, but it doesn't really do anything in terms of making sure the right numbers come out and and addressing the the odds which are entirely not in your favour. But still, it's instrumental. So I'll, that's the first thing I tell them. I say, look, you are going to be affected by whatever it is that you choose to do because you are... A stakeholder in this situation outside of that you need to assess that relative to the effect on others so what is at risk well generally there is something that will happen as a consequence of whatever decision you make that has an effect on others so you are risking the well-being of others always regardless of what the decision is you are always risking the well-being of others. Hopefully, they're sharing your joy and the well-being is enhanced. Their quality of life is improved. And that's you want to be on the right side of that scenario, don't you? You want to be enhancing the well-being of others. But some decisions, they're ambiguous. They're not, it's not clear what the consequences might be. Not easy. Not easy to know what to do. I will tell her. I'll say, listen here, little E for Daisy Jacobs. Go away and think of the who, what, when, where, how, and why. What was that, Adam? Sorry, Dad. I didn't quite hear that. Who, what, when, where, how, and why? Whoever decided to put all those words together and make them start with the same letter? very clever. Except for the how, of course. The how sounds like a who, but it's not a her, it's a, it's not a who. it's a her, it's a ha. It's a different letter, is my point. Hmm. Anyway, go away, look at the consequences of whatever it is you're trying to do, and don't be shy. Make a list. Make a list of at least 10 consequences. Small things could be, And then obviously big picture things as well. And then assess those consequences in terms of the who, what, when, where, how, and why. How, who will be affected by it? Is it just you? Could be, might not be. How will you be affected by it? How will it affect others? What is the instrument of that effect? Is it like a sledgehammer? Or is it more like a soft breeze? Who, what? When, when can we expect to, to see a consequence manifest? When will we see, when will the results materialise? You need to know that. You need to have some sense of that. Because it, the answer to that question may determine whether you reframe the decision. Reframe the question that brings about the decision. Reframing. Reframing is really important too. Often when we're in the process of making a decision and we're struggling, the thing we need to do is to go back and look at the intended outcome and decide whether we need to narrow the field of focus, to narrow the field of influence. That's what I'm talking about. Best demonstrated in an example, which I can't think of right now. Who, what, when, where, how, why? Why is this decision important? Why is it necessary for me to be controlling, to some extent, the outcome of something? Why must, why can't I involve other people in the decision-making process? Or why should I involve other people in the process? Who, what, when, where, how, and why are a great set of questions to ask and can be contextualised relative to any scenario. At the moment, I'm talking about decision-making. The answers to those questions and the preliminary questions where you assess impact on others and also how, to what extent are you going to be at this the centre of the consequences, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as a stakeholder, then you might need to go away and do some reframing. A decision that you are forced to make will still have, still has, an an, a, an outcome that you affect, otherwise you would not have been included as part of this decision-making process. That's, that's a kind of a difficult thing to come to terms with because we're talking about predicaments. You are forced to make a decision about something. Which means that there are variables to uh, address, to assess, that will cause a consequence for you. So even though you're forced to, take a moment and think about how to manage the situation in terms of the consequences for you. Relative to that, you can then, in the first instance, your, dis- your decision may be to reframe. Reframe. And you see people in debates do this all the time, or in interviews, especially when the witness is being treated as hostile. If you know what I mean, when you get that, oh, I think you are, I think you're, a, you're, I think, I'm going to put my your pigeon in a hole. You hear people, interviewers do it all the time. You think this, you think that, you said this, you said that. And they cherry pick all this evidence and oftentimes they take it out of context. And the person in the hot seat is like, hey, wait on a minute, I did not want to, talk to Sometimes they get flustered, sometimes they panic. That does, that's, that's a decision. You are choosing to get flustered and you're choosing to panic and there are very real consequences for you in that scenario. It's very difficult to do. It's very difficult to take the breath when you're under pressure, when you are being asked something in a way that supposes, that suggests you should have a prepared response You should be triggered for an intelligent and insightful response. Don't fall into that trap. My advice will be to my little darling daughter, I will say, often decisions aren't easy to make. Often you need more information first And depending on the way in which you acquire that information, you can also determine the, get some clarity around the parameters. Why is it necessary that this question be answered? Why is it necessary this decision be made? Mm. And then you can go forth from there. Wow. Suppose if I was to put this into an example. Say you are, say you've got a friend who's involved in high risk behaviour and you want, you feel like you have the decision you have to make to intervene for their well being. Could be anything. Let's say. You've got a friend who's got himself or herself mixed up with a group of people who think it's, it's fantastic It's a brilliant idea to ho- climb on top of trains and surf and surf do the old train surfing and you feel that that is a little bit per- precarious, potentially disastrous and then you might like to do something to suggest that your friend not do it anymore. Hey, you know that uh, train surfing that you do? Hey, why don't you just not do it anymore? Look, what's at stake? You risk social alienation. You risk losing their friendship because what you have with that person may not be, in your perception, as strong as what you, the connection they have with their Train surfing Confederates. Mm. This becomes what we refer to as a peer pressure conundrum. Well, you do the who, what, when, when, how, why, who's affected by this? Well, if the person dies, then it's their parents and me, it's everything else, the person doesn't die. If the person stops doing it, then possibly our friendship is affected, but at least their family can sleep well. At least their family won't have to deal with the loss of a child. etc. And on it goes. Never ends. But once you've gone through the process, most probably you'll come up with the solution that it's better that you intervene and that you say something and risk losing the friendship. Possibly you'll realise that you won't lose the friendship. It may become redefined. One other thing that you'll quickly realise is that if you don't do something, then you set yourself up for a consequence and that a, a certain dimension of that consequence will be regret. So, what decision do you make? What do you do? There's no harm in going through the process of asking those questions. And you may even be forced to ask it in the moment. The person might literally be in the process of jumping on top of the train. And you may have to go, who, what, where, how, why," in your head. Well, the more you do it, the more likely it is that you will be triggered to make balanced responses where you are happy to accept the consequences as they affect you either in a negative or positive way. And you might say, well, it, crikey, it sounds like you're programming at him, you're programming instinct. Well, thank you very much. I am. We are programming instinct. And we spend most of our lives doing that. Don't be afraid. Anyway, that's my, Just that's, that's a possible way that I'll unpack that question when my seven-week-year-old daughter decides that it's really important that I get the lowdown from my dad about the dimensions of decision making. Of course, we can appreciate that it's very unlikely she'll ever come to me and say, Adam, she very unlikely she'll say that because she'll probably say, Dad, Dad, how do I make decisions? That's not going to happen, is it? So I'm glad that I had a chance to tell you. Till next time. Bye.